Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi, and you're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm or also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Now, here on Super Talk, we have been talking about the blood shortage that we've been having in our state and how you can help. And there's a great way you can do that coming up tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Joining me is Miss Casey with the Mississippi Blood Services to tell us a little more. Hey, Casey. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Happy early Valentine's Day. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Happy Valentine's Day. I know this is a big day for you guys at the Mississippi uh, Blood Services. Some folks know by now this is kind of an annual event, but tell us what's happening. Sure. Yeah, uh, this is actually the sixth year that Mississippi Blood Services has hosted their annual blood drive with Barbie Bassett and Marshall Ramsey. Uh, Marshall Ramsey gives us a customized t-shirt that we give out to donors when they donate here at our location. And this is important because I guess anytime you have winter months and then you have the holidays, which is hard to think about that, Casey, it feels like that was all that was so last year, but it was just around the corner. It kind of puts a dip in, in you guys's um, stock of blood. So what kind of where are we at now? What's the feel of with uh, replenishing our blood supply? Sure. When we had the ice storm come through and our, the winter storm came through in January, it did to a major uh, have a major impact on our supplies. So we have been able to come out of that some. But you know, as you mentioned, we're going into the holidays, and individuals uh, are not as uh, available to donate. So right now, we are in need of O's and B's for sure. Right now, so it's a good timing to have Barbie and Marshall come out tomorrow and help support and uh, get donors in the doors. So how does this event work? I know that may sound silly, Casey. You just come in and donate blood. But, I mean, is it outside? Is it, like, set up in a big hallway? Like, how how are you guys prepared for the influx of, hopefully, Mississippians to come out and donate blood tomorrow? The location out on Lakeland Drive, we have one on Lakeland Drive in Flowood, and then we have another location in Oxford as well as in Cleveland. So donors can come to both of those, all three of those locations, but Barbie and Marshall will be at the Flowood location. It is inside a facility. Both of those uh, individuals will be inside. They'll do photographs and autographs. Um, and then, you know, have a conversation with anybody that go up and talk to all of our donors and tell them how much we appreciate them coming in. How about how long does it normally take, Casey, if somebody's wanting to come and give blood? Usually from start to finish, about 30 to 40 minutes. They have to go through a history process and fill out a little bit of questionnaires, and then they get a uh, 
hooked up with one of our machines so that the blood can start flowing easily. And if you feel like you've already donated or you know you've already donated, you haven't felt like you either know you have or you have it, in <laughs> the last, I guess, little while, what's the like time between donations? I know you can do them more often um, than not. So how often can you give blood? Whole blood you can give about every 56 days. But when you start talking about other procedures, they, they change. Um, we end up going down to probably 14 days on some of those. So it just kind of depends on what they're interested in participating and donating. They can contact us if they would like to or um, so we can get some of those questions answered for them before they come on site. I know we've also been talking about, Casey, you guys need some platelets as well in addition to blood. Will that be going on tomorrow if someone's got a little bit extra time on their lunch hour or is it just for blood? No, ma'am. Anytime any donor is interested in doing platelets, plasma, double reds, or any of those different types of procedures, we will accommodate them here in any of these locations as well as on our mobile drives. Uh, We can't do the platelets on a mobile drive, but we can do those in center. Um, So, yes, we typically will have spaces for all of those individuals. With the crowd coming in tomorrow, there may be a small delay. So if they would like to call us and schedule an appointment, that way they can secure their time. That would work, too. So let's talk about the importance of, of donating blood. I think it's the one of the things that mother's milk that science just can't seem to replicate uh, like for verbatim. So it's important that we have it in its, I guess, its natural form. So why is it so important that we don't have empty shelves there at Mississippi Blood Services? Well, blood is not one that you can just go and necessarily get. You can't necessarily reproduce it very easily. So you have to have the human interaction to do so. Um, The blood is taken from us, it's tested, and then shared with some of the hospitals in the state of Mississippi, uh, primarily just to go towards those individuals that are either in cancer need, uh, as far as different types of transfusions, if you've had an immediate accident or a wreck, You know, at some point, you've got to have week-long transfusions and access to blood. So the hospitals run out of those items. So we have to replenish that very frequently. And that means that that's up for us. we got to step up to the plate. We've got to um, hit a home run, as your slogan says this uh, for this year, and and give blood. I know um, you talked about the the free T-shirts and the swag, which always gets people a little bit more excited to come do what they should be doing anyway. You shouldn't have to get swag to do something good, but, hey, it helps. Is -hmm. there a limited supply of that? Is there, like, do you have to sign up for any of that? Are there other things we should know for tomorrow? Well, no, you don't have to sign up. So what we were doing this month, starting on February 1st, going through tomorrow, we were also allowing anyone who donated to participate in a uh, a drawing that we're going to give away for, excuse me, season tickets to universities here in the state, either state, Ole Miss, uh, Southern, or Jackson State. They, we will pick winners, four winners tomorrow, so they can pick up those universities which one they would like to have season baseball tickets to. So we'll start with that. We will also give away um, edible chocolate uh, strawberry baskets from uh, Nambi's Candy, and then we're giving away some flower arrangements from uh, Green Book Flowers. So if they haven't gotten that last-minute Valentine's gift and they want to do that, they have that opportunity to do so. Uh, we're also giving away $150 worth of services, uh, a gift certificate to Hendrix Tattoos and Services. So they'll have a couple of other prizes that they can be eligible for tomorrow. Those season tickets, that's worth getting out and giving a little blood for just to put your name in the hat for that. That's that's a pretty good a good prize there, Casey. 
Absolutely. The season kicks off this month, so that's why we were wanting to promote local. Well, and that's what we're doing. So that's coming up tomorrow, although there's several places throughout the state that you can go and give blood. What if tomorrow just doesn't work for you, Casey? Do you need to make an appointment to donate blood? Do you need to um, call, or can you, you know, sort of arrange that in other ways if another day works better for you? The good thing is that this location and most of our mobiles, a walk-up is going to be accepted at any point in time. But if you're unable to do that and you would prefer to schedule something, you can call in. Um, our number is 601-368-2673, or they can go to msblood.com to schedule an appointment. Um, when they go on there, they have the option to open their porthole, their donor porthole, to find out if they are even eligible and when they would be eligible if they recently donated. And then oftentimes you see folks coming out to donate in the name of someone who may have needed it at that moment, which we don't ever want it to get to that point where there's nothing on the shelf that you'd have to go donate in someone's name. But you don't always get to give that exact blood to that person if it doesn't match. So if you've got someone you know that you're wanting to come donate in the name of, how does that work, Casey? How do they know that their loved ones stepped up and did something for them, even though it may not go to them? Um, Do they see who all comes and donates? They have the opportunity to come in, and we ask them as soon as they walk in the door if they were doing this in honor of someone, so they can provide their names. And if we have them already set up in the system, we can uh, affiliate their donation to that individual's account, and that individual gets notified, and they are told of the different donors that are coming in and providing blood for them. So we just need to know the name, and then we can take it from there. And if I have missed any questions that I feel like somebody, a first-time um, blood donor might would have, what, what do you all normally get, Casey? What's, what's, what am I missing? Uh, as far as what they need to know yeah. before they come in, yes, ma'am. make sure that you've had a good meal before you come in. That's one of the most important things. We want to make sure when the blood is coming out of you, you have enough in you to make sure that you're being replenished afterwards in our little snack machine area uh, or a snack treat area. So we want to make sure everybody comes in with a good meal recently. Well, if you need an excuse to go eat a big lunch or have a little extra for breakfast, then tomorrow you get a hall pass for doing that. So then you can go and do something uh, pretty good, which is giving blood. How how and you know they say blood slaves lives? Is it and it's not necessarily one life for every, I guess, service. Or how do y'all say that in terms of people understanding that they're they are helping to save lives when they choose to donate blood? So one single donation, one unit of blood can come up and save possibly three lives. Um, so that's you come in and you've already got that feeling of accomplishment by helping another individual, but you're also helping two more. So it's a total of three individuals that have the possibility to benefit from your donation. Well, I love that. Okay, I appreciate your time, Casey. I know you'll have a busy day tomorrow. If someone missed this or just joined Good Things, where do they go to get all the information about your blood drive coming up tomorrow on Valentine's Day? Uh, you can definitely check out our Facebook page, or you can call us at 601-368-2673, and our website is Mississippi Blood, excuse me, msblood.com. All righty. I appreciate your time, and you guys stick with this. we got more for you coming up next. I'm Rex Baker with... 
Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, but you should take it over to Supertalk TV on your computer or your mobile device. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. I got lots of folks joining us for a really good thing. The Mississippi Army National Guard and Clinton High School are hosting the first all-state MRE. That's Meals Ready to Eat. Some of you already knew what that meant. A cook-off coming up this week, and I think it's pretty cool. So joining us is Staff Sergeant Constanzio. Did I get it right? Yep. Yes, ma'am. And then I got Chef Bruce, who's joining us from Clinton High School. And I've got Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Adcott with the Battalion Commander of the Mississippi Army National Guard Recruiting Retention. Y'all have the longest <laughs> introductions, <laughs> but we got those over with. I think this is super cool. So I don't know who to sort of head it off to first. Maybe you, Colonel Adcott, on how did this get started? Started. Sure. Well, first off, Rebecca, thank you for having mm-hmm. us. It's an honor to be here. Uh, so this started off probably over a year ago. Um, really with some of our recruiters that were out in the high schools in the state working with some of the culinary arts programs. And, and it was really a discussion that came up, and it really came to fruition through Clinton High School here in the area. But how do we reach today's youth and show them the applicability of what they are doing in school and how it could relate to future military service. So that's really where, where this event started. And uh, on Thursday, uh, uh, we will unveil uh, really our first of hopefully many uh, of these cooking competitions. Um, and I know you mentioned, Rebecca, that it was a meal ready to eat. We're actually cooking what the Army refers ah. to as a UGR. Okay. So it got different names to it. Yeah. Right. So this ration, it's a unitized group ration, and it feeds about 50 service members, um, typically in a deployed theater, um, portable, easy to make, um, and, and really helps to give sustenance to our troops out in the battlefield uh, that wouldn't have access to quality food any other way. And I would say any of our servicemen and women listening to good things that may or have been retired, you guys, when y'all hear MREs, you think, oh, they've come a long way. I do believe that they have over the last several decades for sure. Okay, Chef Bruce, when this idea got brought to you, oh, I mean, what did you think? Did you, were you ready for the challenge? Were you excited about it? Yes. Well, um, we've been working with Constancia for years, putting on the smaller version of this, which was our MRE competition, where students were able to choose from all the different MRE kits. Um, they were on teams of four. They were able to take those kits and uh, plan ahead of time by adding 10 additional ingredients to the kits, um, things like fresh produce and herbs, things that would just raise the bar a little bit to make them uh, a little more you know, interesting. Yeah. Um, and so they would cook these three course meals with a appetizer, entree, and dessert, and uh, optional beverage. So for three years now, we've been doing that competition, um, and it's a one day competition with our level two students, where they have sixty minutes to prepare these dishes. And it's amazing to see what they come up with from these vacuum sealed MRE kits. Um, and so from that, this new competition has grown, uh, and we're able to offer it statewide um, and just on a bigger scale. So. What are you? Are you always surprised what the kids make with the with the foods? Yes, ma'am, I absolutely am. Um, one of my favorites is the cheese tortellini, and one yes. one group took it and made 
I, I don't even remember what it's called, but it blew my mind. You would you would be fine eating it if, if you, you had took, to. If yeah. you took a um, a tortilla and turned it into something edible, those of you listening would understand. It just it would blow your mind too. Well, and I think that's cool too. I mean, it's giving the children uh, or the students, I should say, a challenge and something that they're already learning with. With Chef Bruce, I think it's really interesting that you guys have a culinary program there that's so robust enough that the Army National Guard can sort of come in and partner. So when this isn't going on, give us a little idea what the students are getting the opportunity to do on a daily basis regardless. Sure. Well, um, culinary arts now in high school is the former home ec. So they've taken it and just raised the bar. So now we're preparing these students for the industry. So they leave not just knowing how to make cookies and crack eggs, but they're fully certified. Um, We work with the National Restaurant Association for our curriculum. And so they leave not just um, with skills and knowledge, but fully certified um, with the serve safe certification on a manager level. So they're able to go straight into the uh, industry. And I tell them it's their golden ticket. They can walk into a job interview and not just get a, you know, job as a busboy or waitress, but they can jump in at a managerial level, which for high school students, you know, instant uh, incentive to to do that. So uh, we have level one, two, and three at Clinton High School. Um, Level one, of course, is first year, level two, and then level three are our interns. So those are third year interns that are uh, mentors, leaders, and make up our competition teams. So So, uh, Colonel Icott, where you mentioned that this was hoping to get the students interested in maybe military service. And often you don't think of cooking as part of the military service. So how are you guys like... uh, uh, bridging that gap with the kids to say, hey, these skills have a place with serving your country. Right. No. So, Rebecca, so I guess first I, I would remind listeners if they if they don't know this already. So in the Mississippi National Guard, we have about 10,000 soldiers on the Army side. On the air side, we have about 2,500. So I'll speak to the Army side within that group, we have a a, a military occupational specialty called a 92 golf. And that's a culinary specialist in the Army, um, also known as a cook, right? Um, So so really, the the idea is to introduce the youth to what that MOS actually does in the Army uh, and how it makes a critical difference for soldiers on the battlefield and in natural disaster areas uh, uh, to, to maintain their strength to continue their mission, right? Uh, so we want to show that, and one way that we're going to show it on Thursday is actually have currently serving Army National Guard soldiers there with the students assisting them in the operation of the equipment in what we call a CK, a containerized kitchen that's tactical and mobile. It's about 20 feet long, um, and the teams will actually compete uh, and prepare their dishes in that Army asset. Uh, So they get the full immersion experience of having an experienced soldier, man and woman. We we have both genders that serve as 92 Gauls there with them to show them what that would actually mean uh, to serve. Um, In a tactical environment, one of those 20-foot trailers could feed up to 800 soldiers three times a day in one trailer. So 
uh, I think they'll get to see the importance of that. That's a new term for pop-up kitchen, right, Chef Bruce? Like, yes. I was just thinking you have all these pop-up restaurants, <laughs> but it's not necessarily tactical sort of feel in that way. But it sounds like you're also adding in that element of just having to be prepared and working with what you got or wherever you may end up. So have you have you seen this setup yet? Have you had the opportunity to then prepare your students for it, Chef Bruce? Yes. So last year during our MRE competition, uh, they were able to bring one of these units in, and our students were able to walk through through and tour it. Um, for the other teams competing, we were able to send out a pamphlet that shows all of the equipment that will be included in, um, such as knives, whisks, cutting board, you know, what it comes equipped with so they know what additional items to bring with them. So now you created this cook-off, or, you, or you're the mastermind behind at least some of the cook-offs. How yes, excited are you to see what these kids can do with, with what, what comes to the table? I'm beyond words, honestly. I, I think I've said more than enough this week that I'm so beyond excited and I've talked to a lot of the students and hyped them up and uh, one of the best things about being able to do this as a recruiter is allowing these young men and women who are in the industry to serve because being in the culinary arts it's service you're serving stomachs really Um, but allowing to see that should a natural disaster happen we need to be able to cook for our people and those that are out there, you know, during Katrina or even in in uh, tornado situations or things like that. These CKs can go to those locations and these culinary specialists or cooks are able to then cook and serve for those local areas. So. Which I think is important, and I also think that it goes to show those that may be thinking about getting into service. Like Darren and Jackson said um, on our text line, he said, I said, cool, when I mentioned MREs. And he said, that is not what comes to mind. Again, those from a, a, you know, a different generation, our veterans, may not have the best thoughts and feelings about chow or MREs. So, Colonel Adcott, this also is showing students that, hey, you know, it's not as bad, you know, I guess um, things have elevated in terms of the food that you get if you're on deployment or the food that you get when you're serving um, your country. Yeah, so. Which uh, is not a bad thing to no. want better food. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and I will tell you, traditionally, a service member, if, the, if they're subsisting or eating a UGRA, uh, they are typically in a uh, little bit more of a, a stable situation. They are not um, on foot, typically. That That's going to be the MRE that they're carrying. Uh, the UGRA obviously requiring the, the heating element uh, to it. So if they're eating a UGRA, life is getting better uh, for that service member. So, Well, I think this is cool. We want to keep up with who wins, so how can we do that? Yeah, so the events on Thursday um, – Really, uh, I'll let Sergeant Constantio talk about the, the how to get there. Uh, if they can't attend, they can also see us on sh- social media where we will run video right. and pictures. We'll get to all that and more coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you have downloaded the Supertalk app, you can stream us there. You can always find us on that local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But if you can, on your computer or your mobile device, head on over to Supertalk TV. We are continuing our conversation with the Mississippi Air National Guard, and they have partnered with Clinton High School. They're hosting the first all-state UGRA group ration cook-off, which I think is super excited, coming up this week. we got 10 schools from all over the state coming. This is Sergeant Constanzio's um, sort of baby sort of thinking of it you're loving seeing it come together so tell us a little bit more details of how everything's going to work coming up on uh, Thursday um, so first I uh, would like to just try and talk about the teams the schools mm-hmm. that will be coming um, of course Clinton will be there uh, with their teams Brandon High School Ridgeland High School the Warren Hines Career Technical Center uh, will be there as well during the morning flight the Hattiesburg High School Hancock County Career Technical Center George County High School, Oxford High School, and Oak Grove High School. They will be the schools attending. So how did they get selected, or did they opt in? They opt in. So it was put out a few months ago when we were in the planning stages that any school can attend. So we gave them a link to register, and that would allow them to come and be a part. So will they have seen these UGRAs prior to Thursday, or is this new for everybody? So So they've been given? Yes, they have. They received a UGRA, which Chef Bruce will kind of go into Mm -hmm. detail about the contents um, in January, and then come Thursday, that same UGRA will be in the containerized kitchen for them to get ready to will cook. all 10 be cooking like got an hour to cook or two hours to cook no, or whatever ma'am. so how to work all right so um i would also while i kind of explain the progression of things i would like to invite all of the listeners um on behalf of the mississippi army national guard to experience this first annual state cook-off it is hosted by none other than the clinton public schools the culinary arts program and chef bruce have paved the way for the students across the state to experience the level of creative culinary genius to see the first flight of the students which are more your local schools that will happen between 10 30 and 11 where judging will be at 12 or between 11 and 12 mm-hmm. um, after that the second flight will then cook between one between one and two with judging at to where awards will be at 4 p.m. and uh, where anybody can join. I'm excited to see the state, you know, in action, but as always, go arrows. Um, so, so dogs. Go from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do they win, though? Um, they will win anything um, anywhere between uh, kitchen aids, uh, hydroponic gardens, towers, say, oh, towers. Yes. Um, um, immersion blender. Immersion blender. <laughs> that was a word I couldn't say. So, <laughs> Chef Bruce, ac- Bruce actually knows a little bit more yeah, about <laughs> what the winnings are because she is competing. I just get to watch. She knows what her team is going <laughs> up for. <laughs> and you also know what's in this. So, when you hear UGRA, you, you know, and I had mentioned MREs, what Jeff and Pontotoc said, they were better than the C rations. So, we're just moving on up when it comes to the food Absolutely. in the military. Um, were you shocked at what was actually in there in terms of quality of food? Yes, it is a very inclusive kit. It has anything you would need to put something like this together. Um, the main dish is chicken cordon bleu. So it's a frozen chicken breast filled with the ham, Swiss, and um, a cheese sauce of some sort in the middle. Um, and those are individually frozen. It also came with a frozen red velvet cake that the students can play with and turn into something fabulous. Um, it has some canned green beans, um, potato flakes. It's kind of your starch and veg. Then it has a lot of other just random uh, drink mixes, dried coffee, dehydrated coffee, um, 
a can of sweetened condensed milk. So there's things in there they can play with to elevate the rest of the meal and do things with. Will they be given um, ingredients outside of that to get creative with, or is it just what comes in that? Yes. So the students are allowed to use 10 additional items. That could either be ingredients or that could be additional equipment. So if they need a blender, an immersion blender, um, a, a special device they need for their piece. If they want to use special plates to plate it on, that can be one of the 10 ingredients they can bring. Um, so they have to think ahead about what is most important. Is it you know, fresh produce or is it the way they're going to plate it and have some interesting looking platter to put it Who's on? Who's judging this? <laughs> so we actually have uh, two local judges, which Chef Bruce can... Um, speak to because she was able to you can't in. judge no not me no, no I, not I her <laughs> i was with party foul <laughs> um and we have three of our military culinary specialists that will be there so the two local judges are ira vaughn from half shell oyster house in flowood and beth hennington who is known as the cookie lady she's the vanillin she uh, won a food network uh, competition for her cookies so she will be judging more of the desserts whereas chef vaughn will be judging more of the culinary side so, so she be a good time. Colonel Icott, how excited are you to just sort of see the community get more involved and get better understanding about all the different ways um, to be a part of the National Guard? It's hard to even explain, uh, Rebecca. So, you know, in today's day and age, people hear about the military uh, either from friends and family members. Maybe they see it on the Internet and they see it on social media. But what I would encourage is forget what you've heard. Come see it. Come see what actually happens in person. Come see your fellow citizens of Mississippi and, and, and what they're doing for this state and country, um, particularly veterans. You know, we're, we're watching the text line and we're seeing veterans talk about their experiences, right? Well, I would encourage them, come see what today's service member uh, uh, is subsisting of on the battlefield. Um, and, and I think they will come away uh, uh, with an appreciation both for their service and where we are going as a military. Um, and, and finally, I would say that, you know, for many of our students, they, they may not end up pursuing culinary uh, 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 aspirations post high school, right? Um, but we want to show them the opportunities that are out there, possibly even beyond that. Um, and all the benefits of service that that, that come with it. So. But I also think, too, if you got a student who is interested in culinary, but maybe they just don't want to go the drive route of your normal sort of hospitality uh, trajectory that can be a grind and its own sort of animal. You can talk <laughs> about, you know, Chef Bruce. Or, you know, but, the, but likes the idea of being able to be connected to a community, something greater than themselves is with the military, getting to travel, have all the benefits of assault, you know, all the things like that. This may be the first time they're here you mean I can take my love of cooking and also serve my country? And there's a lot of different uh, areas within the in the guard that's not just your standard, you would think run of the mill type soldier. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that. You but. know, t- to that point, Rebecca, I, w- I would tell listeners to remember that that service in the National Guard typically means a part time job with full time benefits. Um, that they can pursue their aspirations in the civilian sector and culinary and other areas and still serve in the military. So they really can have the benefits of both worlds. I agree. Do you get to taste test at least? This was your baby. Yes, I absolutely will. I'm 100%. (laughs) There will be a taste testing table. So those who do come and would like, especially veterans, if they do arrive, they will have the opportunity to see what these students just 
put on the plate. You mentioned, too, there's ways to watch if you can't come or right. stay connected. Right. So uh, I think I'd turn it over to Chef Bruce, yep. I believe, has a live yes. stream aspect. Yes, we are on Instagram at chs.culinaryarts. So you can find us there, and I'll be live streaming the event and posting pictures the whole day um, as well as you guys. Right, and we'll have it on our social media stream at MS Army Guard as well. And, uh, Chef Bruce, this would be the second time you could come away with a potential win within less than a week. So (laughs) at the Salvation Army Super Bowl this past Sunday, Clinton High School came away with the win. What soup did – tell us what soup did your students do? Yes, so we had our level one 10th grade students make a white chicken chili. That's our famous recipe that's um, actually won several other competitions too – um, it's quite delicious. And, um, yeah, Walt Grayson was serving it for us, and we came away with the win, and the students were thrilled. We were very thankful. Well, I got to taste it. It was delicious. It wasn't as good as the Salon Fields gumbo. <laughs> I just feel like somebody persuaded them. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, it's always just that little bit of friendly competition, oh, sort of, uh, for sure. So how many students is on a team? That's one thing. I, you know, uh, get four, to tr- yes, four to five students will be on a team. So y'all have, what, 40, 50 students Mm -hmm. sort of headed to this Mm -hmm. way coming up, um, coming up Thursday. Um, Any last thoughts uh, that you would like for folks to know about what's happening Thursday? Just finally seeing what these students can do in another venue, because I know that they go to these competitions all the time, but now they're taking it to the next level. I think our first year, we they went to Disney and I said, if you can cook an MRE like this, there's no reason why you shouldn't take first place. And they went and took first place. So, <laughs> so, so how yeah. long have you been running that culinary department? <laughs> I've been there five years and it is the greatest job ever. Uh, it's a really amazing opportunity. Does that also remind us parents that they can do more in the kitchen than we give them credit Absolutely. for at these particular Absolutely. ages? Absolutely. It's yeah. amazing. To they see can they do, do more than heat up pop tarts or <laughs> hot pockets or whatever it is. Yes. They yes. can serve our military men and women. So this is awesome. Okay. So you guys will have it streaming at right. MS Army Guard. We'll probably have static photos there. And then the live stream will be on Clinton. At chs.culinaryarts on Instagram. Go dogs. <laughs> As always. Go air it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for your time and your service. And then you guys stick with us. we got more for you up next. Thanks. You better leave my wife alone. You better leave my wife alone. Because if I catch you, you'll be dead gone. You better leave my wife alone. The monkey's got a pretty face. Oh, the monkey's got a pretty face. Just go look in a looking glass. The monkey's got a pretty face. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Streaming live over at supertalk.fm and from your Supertalk app and also on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. As they say, everywhere else it's just a regular Tuesday, but today it is Mardi Gras for those that celebrate. And I can't say... That! (laughs) And so many of you are getting the opportunity to enjoy Fat Tuesday on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I know there was parades today, there's celebration. Let the good times roll. There you go. Yes! Uh, Yes, so I, I, I am 
getting better. And I tell this story every year when we come around to Mardi Gras. And I do feel like the the joy of Mardi Gras is bleeding into all over the state and then even further just with the rise of, you know, um, online and then people being able to, to experience more of the traditions around it. But back in 2002, yeah, I knew nothing. I knew very little about about it. And then as a freshman at um, Southern Miss and you got Mardi Gras off and then you got Ash Wednesday off and you got like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was considered a holiday. I was like, what is this and where has it been all of my life? <laughs> <laughs> and so I recognized real quick that this is a whole it was a whole nother culture, sort of whole nother thing. And so tomorrow this is, you know, Fat Tuesday preparing for Ash Wednesday coming up tomorrow and then the preparation for as we move into the 40 days until Easter, which just goes to show good googly moogly, the year is already um, seems to be uh, flying by. I blame January for being simultaneously the quickest month and the longest month to ever exist. I, I, I concur with that. It feels like it's an entire year. But then once you get over that hump of January, you feel like it's like right back there, like everything just starts to speed up. But I feel like today, even if you don't necessarily take part in the traditions or even think about Mardi Gras, I think one thing I do appreciate about Fat Tuesday is just this idea of life's too important to take so seriously all the time. You know, eat the cake, dance in the street, throw beads, take a day off work to go see, you know, parades if they're within your, you know, your distance to do that. Um, you know, relax, chill, indulge. I would obviously. take it one step further. I would say it it teaches in a way that there's a time and a place for everything mm-hmm. and all good things must come to an end. So have your fun, but then there is a time for responsibility. So that's why, like in, in New Orleans, for the Mardi Gras festivities, they will be partying right up until midnight on Bourbon Street. And then the wall-o mounted police officers with shields and the cars behind them will start pushing their way down Bourbon and clear the roads. And then you wake up in the morning, you pop some Advil and drink some some sports drinks, and then no, it doesn't have to be that way. You can, and I think that's where some people turn up their nose at this idea of Mardi Gras. And trust me, it has absolutely gotten its rap for good reasons. Um, in terms of you know, give someone an inch, they're going to take a mile. When you're talking about indulgence, but I think going back to it, you can just it's okay to have king cake on a random Tuesday. You know, it's okay to be able to change up the pace and just do some. Something a little bit more fun today and then just knowing you know there's that then comes the next 40 days of sort of uh if you if you um acknowledge lent or sort of practice it of just being a little more reserved and giving up those things for a better or a higher purpose and, and for an opportunity for clarity and sort of getting your i want to say your life back right but <laughs> get your putting, mind right putting things back into perspective which i think we need more, um, more than ever here in our country. Have you ever been to New Orleans for Mardi Gras? I've only been to New Orleans on the actual Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras twice. So am I saying it wrong? Is there no S? I mean, it's G-R-A-S, but the S is silent because it's French. Oh, well, I'm not French. <laughs> but yeah, I've been to Mardi Gras Probably a dozen times now, but actually only on Fat Tuesday. I've only been twice. Never been 
Crowds aren't really my thing, but I do appreciate, I really enjoy the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Mardi Gras, and then the parades and things that have come and moved sort of up central Mississippi, even in Drew, Mississippi, and sort of beyond to get me that sense of feel. Um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, you're either for it or so you're not. But I, I think do- you'd be okay with, with the Mardi Gras festivities on Fat Tuesday. Like I've always said, the weekend before Fat Tuesday is the insane crowds where you're 150 deep to the front of the the line there and the parade's going by and the beads aren't even getting near you, but it's just a mass of people. Fat Tuesday is a little bit less of the 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 partiers and more of the celebrators. Yeah, the 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 festivity enjoyers. They're they're a little bit more hardcore, so you're you're gonna have some people that they don't know where they are, and that's okay. But you're also going to have a whole lot of people there that are just there to enjoy themselves one last day. We got one last day to get a king cake. That's one of my favorite things about Mardi Gras traditions. They really keep them between the ditches when it comes to that. So go out and get your local king cake. Enjoy a slice before dinner tonight. How about that for just a little Fat Tuesday love? Um, and then stick with us, too. You got more coming up next with the boys from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.